Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is Pastor Tim Howard, and I'm with Pastor Chris Shepherdson. And uh, we are continuing on the topic uh, that we started on the last episode, and this is this is about the carousel, the the carousel of life that we get stuck on sometimes, and the problems that it causes. And um, so uh, we're excited to bring this to you. Hopefully, helping somebody be able to get off of this carousel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to dig in today, digging in this episode a little deeper. Uh, last episode was kind of a uh, introduction to what we're going to talk about. So, um, you know, we're going to dive into this and uh, take some notes and hopefully uh, this will help you or, or somebody else. So please share this podcast with somebody, especially these uh, uh, this series that we're doing in two or three episodes, probably maybe four. Um, but uh, please uh, share this with somebody that, you know, that might be able to help them. Um, I, I have noticed I've, I've been pastoring for uh, 15 years now. And how long have you been pastoring? Um, since 2011. So okay. Uh, so in in that time, well, even before that time, but but especially as a pastor, um, I've seen um, a lot of people um, go through these cycles that we're talking about. And uh, by the way, you don't have to be a non-believer to go through these cycles. That's true. Um, Christians go through them too. And yep. As I said on the last episode, don't think you're broken and, you know, you're just a horrible mess and you're you're a horrible Christian because you're going through one of these cycles. Um, Don't think that for a minute. You can overcome these. You can get out of these things. um, And we're going to show you how to do that in this series. Um, So it is a big deal. Um, And some of these cycles, I mean, what, what do some of these cycles look like? Well, I mean, the one that's really obvious is the the abuse cycle. Um, you have the spouse ab- abuses the the other spouse, and you know they might other spouse the one that's abused will leave, and then the other one who abused them will win them back, and they call like the honeymoon stage, and they put their guard down, they go back in the house, everything's great, and all of a sudden another little thing happens, and the cycle starts over again, and it just repeats itself over and over and over again. Another one will be, you know, life is going really good, and something will stress somebody out, and they need to go fix it, and they create them make a decision that creates a bigger problem and before they know it they're down on the bottom and they have to realize oh i really blew it and they got to come back up and it just goes over and over and over i mean there's hundreds of examples yeah and so if you're listening to this you have probably um dealt with or been through one of these cycles Mm -hmm. and if not you certainly somebody you know and um, like I said, we all go through them and we can learn through them. But the whole idea is that if we do encounter one of these cycles that we identify, we realize, because like we said, the last episode, not everybody realizes yeah. because they've lived with it so long. They don't know. They don't even know they have it. Right. Yeah. Um, so there are those that live with it and there are some that just periodically encounter, you know, one of these cycles. The idea is to identify that cycle and to yeah. get off and to get off the carousel, you yeah. know, and realize, okay, wait a minute, I can change this. Um, and that's really the difference here. You know, uh, as Christians being in the word of God, you know, we, we should have, 
um, a little bit of discernment. We should be able mm-hmm. to identify some of these things in our life. And, and one we talked about last episode in the introduction to this, we talked about, um, you know, uh, owning up to things that are our faults or, um, you know, owning up if it is somebody else's fault. Let's not, um, use that accusation or that fault in somebody else to bring us a false peace almost to give us an excuse yeah Yeah. let's let's put the fault behind us and let's Mm -hmm. get out of this thing so you know there's some good advice right there you know because i've seen a lot of people um especially you know in the relationship um thing you know i've seen that happen where there's you know the mother had multiple children and you know the the um husband they they were still technically married but it was a just a horrible horrible situation and i had found out that it had been like that for years there's three yeah. or four years and um the husband would live somewhere else then he'd come back when he wanted he'd leave yeah. come back and, and you know and, this and that whole happens thing, a lot it, it does it's yeah. very very common and and yeah. and the wife was you know um she wasn't didn't know what to do and you know it's one time she'd say I'm leaving and next time she wouldn't and it just just completely back and forth and she was just in a bad place now I know not all these cycles are revolve around relationships but many do and um so finally I think she got to a point where um she recognized that not only am I going through this cycle but my kids are going through it with me Mm -hmm. and so you know I've got to make a decision you know for them and 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 she ended up doing that. But so, you know, the, they, there's so many, uh, descriptions and, and examples of, of how this can be. Um, but r- living on the blame, it's his fault. It's his fault. It's his fault. I haven't done anything wrong yeah. in this. Um, there was comfort in that, a false comfort to her in that for a while that everything's his fault. Yeah. And I need the rescuing. I'm the one that's the victim. And so, and in reality is it, I mean, God will take care of the fault, Mm -hmm. but in reality, it didn't matter whose fault it was. This was the situation and it needed fixing, you know, in one way or another, especially with the children. It's an unhealthy situation. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, and so we need to be careful not to, um, not to hold on to that blame. Um, I mean, it, it's just going to take us down the wrong path and we're not going to get out of this thing any faster. But. You know, in, in this, you know, a lot of people that know me know that I was in an abusive relationship for a long time. And one of the traps of that, and I'm not making light of it because I've been there and I understand and I don't want anyone that's hearing me say this to take me the wrong way, but I had to come to terms with my own actions and my own emotions and my own feelings. And there had to come a day where I had come, had to come face to face with what was causing me to cycle because there had to be a point where I said enough is enough. And the, the, the boundaries had to be created because I allowed it to continue by my actions. And so that part of it, I had to acknowledge. And that's part of some of the first steps of getting out of these cycles is even if you are a victim, there are some things you can still do. It's in in throwing the blame, as Tim said, kind of just traps you into that position where you're just not going to go anywhere. You're just going to continue to cycle back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, keep in mind as we talk, we, you know, we're not taking the place of counseling and it could, not, it yeah. could be a situation where you need to talk to a Christian counselor yeah. or a family counselor or whatever. And we are not taking that place. We're trying to, 
maintain the spiritual side of this using yeah. scripture and, and everything. But we are going to give you some really good information on how to get out of this and how to stop the, these cycles or at least be able to identify them and get and get out of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we call it cycling because as we talked in the last episode in the introduction, it was it reminded me of the carousel, yeah. you know, um, round going around in circles. We're not going anywhere, but we're having a good time. Um, and we want to know how to how to get off of that cycle. So uh, not all life's problems are a cycle. Um, so just because there's problem in your life doesn't mean that it's a cycle. A cycle is when you start in one place, like in a good place, and you go through, you know, bad things, bad things. And then you kind of get to this place where you're done and you surrender to a point. Then you realize God's there. And then, then you come to this place, this place of humility and a little bit of, of peace and everything. And then, you know, maybe you start to get excited about God, but then after a while you start to get bored and then, um, and then you start over again. That's what we talk about. A it's cycle. almost like we recreate something to put us back into cycle mode yeah. because we don't know how else to act when there's peace. Right. Yeah. So we're trying to that's create. That's a good way to recognize if this yeah. is a problem. So that's what we're talking about cycle. And we're not talking about just bad events or, or different, different things like that. We're talking about a cycle of, of how we deal with, uh, these problems and that kind of thing. So I want to, now, this is not a clinical definition of the cycle. I'm sure there are all kinds <laughs> of ologists or whatever that can uh, put titles to this. But I'm coming at it from a pastor standpoint of doing this for 15 years. And these are the things that I have seen in talking with people and dealing with these situations. And so I've put the names on them that I think they are. <laughs> so don't take this to be clinical by any means. Um, but let me tell you what they are and then we'll start to break them down. Um, so here's the cycle as, as I know it and as I describe it. All right. So there's, there's peace. So everything's going good. Everything is quiet. You're good with the Lord. You're good. Whatever's going on in your life, you've made, you've come to terms with it. And so you're good. All right. So then over time, now there's no set time frame for any of these mm -hmm. stages. It, it can bounce over the place, all over the place. But so, so you're going through this piece. And then after a while, you start to realize there's nothing else going on in my life. And I'm, and I'm just at this piece. So it's almost like you become bored with where you are. Um, and, and, it's, and it's not just boredom too. It could be, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I don't know how to handle this stage. Yep. yep. So peace, boredom. So boredom leads to complaining. Yeah. And that complaining stage can be long. It can be, you know, uh, like I said, there's no time frame. But complaining leads you to a contention stage where you're mad at everybody, mad at the world, mad at yourself, mad at God, mad at whatever, whoever. And then that contention takes you to a place of recklessness um, where you start making reckless decisions, mm -hmm. you know, um, taking chances with your money or relationships or things like that, just reckless decisions. And then that recklessness, because of the ramifications of those reckless decisions, you start to become distant, distant from people, um, you know, distant, maybe even from reality to a certain point. Um and so we're not talking about mental illness now. We're just talking about normal uh, cycling here. And I think with that distance comes the crisis. Yeah. Now we are in a crisis. Yep. Yep. 
and and then of course then it, then it starts all over again now one of you know pretty much all of these are usually in in every cycle but you know there could be one more of one than the other or whatever so don't take this you know don't don't be tracking your own carousel cycle here. <laughs> um, but this is just to identify it. So um, <clears throat> I want to just try to start breaking this down. I don't think we'll get it all broken down on this episode, but we'll break down what we can. And then, um, you know, we'll take it from there on the next episode. Um, so peace, that that's kind of where we all want to be. Peace, I would say, is the goal. Yeah. You know, um, we talk about peace all the time and we say peace is not the absence of war um, or the absence of conflict. Peace is um, knowing that you have a future during yeah. and through the conflict. Um, yeah. So peace, it's where we all want to be. You know, everything's good. We're good with God. We're good with ourselves. And we go through a lot of effort to get to that place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People will do a lot of things to get that peace. Yeah. And, and peace can peace will feel like a relief, too. When we finally have our troubles behind us, when we mm-hmm. finally have, you know, uh, we're just in a good place. Um, we've read a good book, got a lot out of it. Uh, you know, we're starting to really get into the Bible, really get into the worship, really get into church and, you know, that kind of thing. The sermons and all that. Um, peace. That's that's where we that's that's where everything in the world is good. Um, you just went through the uh, hard time. Uh, you saw God work. You didn't realize it at first, but you're kind now of up you on do. a mountaintop, and you're yeah. really enjoying life. It's it's a good place. You've learned a lot. You've come through, and God taught you some things. You feel God's presence, and you feel closer to Him than you ever have before. Um, we almost hate to even go on to the next parts of the stage because <laughs> no. we're like, this is where. Like, we why would we want to move from this place? Yeah, this is where we want to be. Um. Then we move on to the next stage, you know. Now, when we talk about breaking the cycle, and we'll get into that uh, um, in the future here in the next couple uh, episodes, but um, it can be broken just about anywhere. So it's not a closed loop cycle. I mean, it can it can get broken, you know, wherever. But we'll talk about that at any stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the next thing that usually happens is, um, you know, boredom. I call it boredom. You start to miss the constant worry and concern you once had. Now, this could be because of the way you were raised or just how the first part of your life's been Mm -hmm. up till now. Um, and that's what experience is telling you. Yeah. Or, or friends are telling you. Um, and so you, you kind of just miss that or, um, you start comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Looking at what somebody else has spiritually and, and you don't. You know, um, I want what they have. And then you start, you know, going through that or, um, but you, you're just kind of bored with where you are. Um, some might say, well, this is the stage where I want more of God, you know, which would be wonderful. Um, if you go about it the right way. Right. And if you actually seek him, seeking him and not his things. Because when we seek his things, then that leads us em- leaves us empty. If we seek his things without him, if we seek his hand without his heart, then yeah. then you know it it has an adverse effect on us. Um, well, the other thing too is at this stage, you're so used to if you're if if we're cycling, we're so used to the crisis, and as crazy as it sounds, bringing us some sort of deranged comfort. Yeah, that when the 
peace that we're living in at the moment doesn't have that crisis, you're really, because you haven't reconciled this whole situation, you're not at peace. Right. There's still something eaten at, you know, there's like something brewing. Yeah, that's right. Um, You realize peace does not provide the constant need to be rescued as your life did before. Yeah. Some people just fall in love with the rescue. I'm always a victim. And I can totally understand why we would, you know, problem is, is that you have been rescued, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, well, we'll get into more of that later, but um, I think that right there hits this boredom stage right on the head. I think that is a really big part of not no longer being the victim and you're looking around at other victims Mm -hmm. and the attention that they're receiving and you long for that attention. So, okay, we got to do something about this. Or we're looking at our friend's relationship and we're thinking, Oh man, but if I could have that, I want that relationship. And then we start to create things and you know, God all the time, all the while God's been, uh, no, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I don't have that person there for you yet or whatever. Um, you get tired of the same people, the same job, the same family, the same circumstances. The peace you have is not allowing you to feel the chaos that you found comfort in before. Mm-hmm. You begin searching for people to take on the role of people from your past that allowed you to feel the comfort of pain just so you could return to the place of acceptance, even if it's the pain that makes you feel accepted. Um, there's a weird, it's almost like there's a high like almost the same effect of a drug when that stage is hit again, when they become the victim and somebody's trying to help them. There's, mm-hmm. there's like a need is met. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like a, a high or they've get a temporary fix, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And, and like we said, this doesn't have to be just relationships. This could be, you know, uh, all kinds of oh, things. Yeah. And, and it, but it has spiritual roots in it, as you'll see when we, when we really get into how to get out of this. Um, the next stage we run to, uh, is complaining. Um, and this is really the result of, of boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, your mind is looking for a way to justify the lack of chaos in your life. So in other words, you're, you, in other words, your mind's looking for, looking to say it's okay. It's okay. Trying to justify it. So you start complaining about your job, your family, your money, other people, or maybe even yourself. Peace has now left you and you blame all of your problems, usually on someone else. Chaos is easier to justify when it's someone else causing it and not you. Mm -hmm. So maybe, as we said in the last episode, maybe it's some decisions that you've made or maybe it's not. Maybe it is somebody else's fault. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, but even if it is, complaining about it being their fault, as we said earlier, is not going to solve any problems. No, and in that cycle, for instance, the cycle of abuse, that's one of that whole trap of the victim. And I know this sounds really crazy, but there is that part of it, you know, and to get out of it, that kind of creates that difficulty right mm-hmm. there. There's a, a crossroad that has to be met. The uh, The next stage is contention. So complaining leads to contention mm-hmm. where you're always battling something. You're, you're, you're disliking or hating something so much. Now it's everything's a battle. Um, you, this is the point where you might begin to lash out at other people. Um, you might be ready to fight or argue with others or even yourself. Um, now your, your job has just become just dreadful. You hate it now. Um, and the people that you work with or the people that you're around a lot. 
you don't want to be around uh, the people that feed um, that feed into your peace. So you start to push people away yeah. that would have normally fed into your peace. Now, these aren't exactly how everything might happen, but this, these are examples of exactly um, these these parts of the uh, of the cycle. And all this contention is fed by the justification of, hey, look what they did to me, or mm-hmm. look what's happening to me, or look what I don't have. Yeah. It, that we justify, it's justified. Yeah, that's right. And then um, uh, from contention, um, recklessness, things start to get out of hand at this point. You start making bad decisions because you're confused. Uh, your emotions have taken over and you wonder where God is and why he's not punishing people for the way they've treated you. Excuse me. Your decisions put you deeper into despair and you feel like you are spiraling, spiraling out of control. You are now deeper than you wanted to be and you are no longer in control. You gave control over to the people or circumstances that you longed for to take you back to the place of bondage. Isn't that just crazy? It is. I mean, think about that. Think it about is. what, and you, and you know, and like you said, you don't want to give the devil credit, but you can see where he works mm-hmm. in this, and he takes you further than you intended yes, to go. Definitely does. You know, recklessness is what it is. We just start making decisions mm-hmm. that are not, um, not biblical decisions, not good moral decisions, just not good common and sense. And you're decisions. already distant from the Lord. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Right. You're not listening to Christian advice or brothers and sisters. You've probably already distanced yourself from them. Yeah, so right. you're you're heading down a really dangerous path. Yeah. And the last one, I didn't think we'd get them all in uh, <laughs> this uh, episode, but we are. The last one, the last part of the cycle is distance. Now you feel alone. You've been deserted ostracized from friends, family, God, and you you feel like your life is completely falling apart. Um, and in this distance, this is where the bottom of the barrel is. Yeah. This is where um, you, you give up, essentially. You just give up to whatever's happening, and you say, I just can't do it anymore. Um, and then that is where you usually find peace mm-hmm. and this thing starts to come back again. And the other thing to throw out there about the distance part is if someone is in a serious cycle for a long period of time, people may pull away. Yeah, They've seen this before. They've mm-hmm. been down this road. They've pulled you out. How many times have I pulled you out and of they this? Get tired of seeing and you they don't the want to have anything to do with you. And I think there's probably people that have lost family members and friends, and they may really be completely alone between, except other than God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you kind of like cry wolf so many times, and people are just like, I've yeah, had enough. They're done. They don't want to help you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's all for this episode, but we've, uh, we've laid out what the cycle looks like. And, um, now, uh, next episode, we're going to start getting into some, um, a biblical example of this cycle and, um, how they, uh, how it happened and, and what they did about it and so on. Um, and then we'll continue talking about it a little bit more in the next episode. So we're going to have a, a few more episodes, at least probably maybe two more, at least on this. Um, so anyway, thank you for joining us on the real people, real God podcast. We're hoping you enjoy this. Uh, please share this. Um, please uh, share it with somebody that might need some help um, getting out of these, uh, out of these cycles. And uh, like I said, if you need to uh, see a counselor, yes, please, please do, do that. 
Um, we, we highly urge you to see a Christian counselor if necessary. Um, but what we're talking about here is not, um, mental health concerns. This is more like this, these spiritual cycles that we get into and how to get out of them. So, um, thank you and join us in the next episode and God bless. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.